Tokes Talks podcast. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. We are in April. Um, today's April 1st. With everything that's going on, I hope people aren't really out here making dumb jokes <laughs> and doing a bunch of April Fool's stuff. Um, if it's a joke that's funny and lighthearted, of course, but like, I just, I can smell it that people are about to do some bad timing on unwise let's use that word yes <laughs> some unwise things during this period because people are just people and I saw a post that I think is very timely and it's read the room read the room see what's going on in society see what people's sentiment are what their emotions are and go based off that because people do just get into some people have been planning their pranks since <laughs> since January 1st and they're so excited but sometimes we need to step out of ourselves and see if what we're doing is still appropriate and if it's not there'll always be another one just just do your pranks later do them in the summer when people are happy and smiling and ready to actually handle your jokes um so to start my episodes I always kind of talk about what my week has been like and I was speaking with someone this week and in the midst, well, in the beginning of our conversation, she actually um, asked me what I learned this week. And I think that is a good question. When she asked me, I had to like literally take the step back and think, what did I learn this week? So moving forward, um, I'm going to be starting off by telling you one thing I learned this week before getting into the words to live by, then into the talk for the week. So What I learned this week was that help is there. You just have to look. And it might sound obvious, but for me, and I'm sure a lot of people out there, when you get into that kind of negative space where you want to just wallow or you're not feeling happy or positive about what's going on around you or a specific situation, Sometimes we we want to stay in that spot of negativity or just feeling sorry for ourselves. But help is always available. And if you know you want to take a woe is me moment, take it and acknowledge that. But in the midst of being in your woes, don't change your mindset to to a defeatist one where you kind of say, Yes, I'm sad, but it's not just because things are going bad, but because everybody's bad and because life is bad and there's nobody here to help us because that's really not the case. Um, There's been so many things lately that I've been battling through myself or like working my rounds through myself. And I lately, well, yeah, lately, as of I'd say probably this weekend, this past weekend or so, I've really try to make an effort to ask people the questions I have and see how they can help me. And sometimes it's not even financial help or they don't even help you with the issue itself, but sometimes they just help you by giving you perspective, giving you encouragement. And it's out there in abundance. Like there's so many people who can help you. You can even talk to a child, talk to an eight year old and tell them, within reason what you, what's going on and see the perspective they give you you'd be shocked at where help can come from it's not always that one person who 
has always been good for it or the person who is specialized in it. Sometimes it's just that random person. God has a way of sending people our way. We just need to open our eyes and be open to the different routes that help and advice and wisdom can come our way because it's really, really out there, guys. Um, I hope you guys had some time last week to meditate on our words to live by, which were, I can create hope and positivity. And I believe that this is just acknowledging the fact that we do have power. And when you acknowledge the fact that you do have power, it just comes. This is from personal and this is from people around me. Like the whole thing of manifesting and things like that. When you make a conscious decision that I'm going to attract this thing or this situation is true, like... If, you, if you're going through a tough time and you decide within yourself that there is hope, it may not necessarily change the tough time you're going through, but it changes the way you look, which kind of goes into what I learned this week, that there is help around. So if you believe that there's hope, if you believe that there's positivity, you're going to look around and see those things and you're going to be able to see them in the tiny things that may have gone over your head because you were in a mindset of, there ain't nothing positive out here. <laughs> There's nothing good out here, you know? So understand the power that we actually do possess to make our lives the way we do. I'm sure many of you guys know that if you wake up in the morning and say that today is going to be a trash day and people are going to piss me off, you will be pissed off by every single person and thing around you. Everything. You'll see that maybe your sibling or your spouse or your parent left the cap on the toothpaste open and whoop, told y'all it's gonna be a trash day. Whereas any other day, if you're really happy and you see that, like, oh, they're probably in a rush and you would have twisted the cap and moved on with your day. But what we think magnifies. So let's magnify the positivity as much as we can because what's going on out here with this whole um, coronavirus is really something that is making people very nervous and unsure like in Ontario where I live they said that school was going to be out for two weeks like so kids were supposed to go back to school next Monday and now they're saying they're probably not going back till sometime in May which is a lot for parents a lot for kids this is a strange time but let's look for the silver lining as I talked about last week and try and the try and control the things that we do have power over and have faith and leave the rest because there's nothing we can really do about it. So for this week, I'm going to be talking about authenticity. So this is episode 51 of the Tokes Talks podcast. Um, next week will be episode 52, which means I've been doing this for a year straight. Every single week come hell or high water, I'm here recording and giving you guys something, which... Is, is crazy actually like I don't think I've ever committed to something in this capacity at such a regular intervals for so long like look at my Instagrams that's that's where you guys will know that <laughs> I'm not good at committing but in the process of what I'm doing and my businesses and this podcast I've been thinking a lot about who I want to be and what I want to represent and this is a constant battle, something that's been shifting from before I planned and started this podcast to this very moment right now. It's constantly shifting. And it just got me thinking about 
the issues that come with authenticity and well not the issues per se more so the difficulties and because of the way society is and especially also with this time of uncertainty where lots of people are pushing start your business start your business and it's not that easy I just wanted to discuss something that I think would be very beneficial to you guys and something that I personally have also gone through. So there is so much information out there to create there. Like when you want to be a, if you want to be a creative, if you want to do something more social media or artistic, there is so much information out there. Um, from how to's to people actually doing it, who tell you their stories and things like that. And because of the fact that there is so much information out here and so easily accessible at our fingertips, it becomes a double-edged sword. The reason why I'd say it's a double-edged sword is because one, um, a, there's so many benefits. So the benefits are the fact that you have so many examples out there. There's people who are offering you step-by-step advice on how to do whatever it is you want to do. You have the opportunity to even do a case, a personal case study yourself where you watch what somebody did. You pay attention to the mistakes they made and how those mistakes affected them, which can in turn stop you from making those mistakes and obviously speed along your process because you know, you know, the red flags and you know how to like uh, avoid them or walk around them. And also because of all this information available, you learn a lot of tricks to the trade. You learn the hacks, you learn all of these different types of things. Whereas back in the day and when social media and the internet wasn't as big as it is now, which I'm sure some of you can't imagine, but things like, let's say, for example, since this is a podcast, podcasting is still quite new and has a lot of growth potential. So the people who were doing podcasts in the early days, um, who weren't thinking that it was, who were just doing it, doing it as a hobby and not necessarily thinking that it would become what it was. We're just kind of doing it. And then it blew up, you know? So back in those days, there wasn't really much, it was uncharted territory. So who, who are you going to go to, to ask the questions, what website or what YouTube page would give you the information, right? So those are the benefits because we have so much available at our fingertips and it And if you use it wisely and use it correctly, it can be super, super helpful and beneficial and also help push your business or whatever it is you're doing forward. But where it can become detrimental is the whole process of copy culture. And when you see so much information and the way that so many people have done it, it becomes blurry sometimes to figure out where the line is between inspiration and like mentorship and copying. Um, and why this is a problem is because of the fact that, um, when everybody is doing the same thing, people don't like it. Um, (laughs) look on social media, look on Instagram, look anywhere when everybody seems to be doing the exact same thing, looking the exact same way, everything becomes robotic and just so uninteresting. So for me personally, I can understand why people do feel the pressure to imitate what people are doing. And it's not, and I'm not sitting here judging what, if somebody who's listening to this or somebody, you know, has exactly copied somebody's, um, step-by-step plan 
of success because a lot of us are feeling pressure to accelerate our growth and our success. And how are we going to get there? It's, it's nice to hear the stories about, oh, I worked for 10 years and when I worked for 10 years, I finally made my first million. But with the way society and the way the culture looks at success these days, people are not trying to wait 10 years to, to make their first million or whatever it is. People want that fame now so much so that even if it only lasts 15 minutes, 15 minutes today guaranteed is better to some people than 40 years that may start in the future potentially, you know? So when we feel this pressure to want to imitate and copy people in, as a means of accelerating our growth and our success, my personal suggestion to you guys is to fight this feeling, fight it, fight it, fight it. And it's something that I currently struggle with right now, especially with, um, writing and poetry. When I'm writing poetry, even when I was writing my book, I made an effort, like a very strong one, not to read anybody's poetry not to read any poetry books, not to read, not to go on Instagram and go on like popular IG poets pages because I couldn't vouch for the fact that if I read too much of this, it's not influencing me in a way that I don't want it to. And for me, I was, I would rather stay away from all of that and know that what I'm doing is being pulled from other sources. So ob obviously you can't stay away from everything because then there's no inspiration, but I wasn't really reading poetry. I was listening to music and, um, watching interviews and just people who I thought were elo eloquent speakers. I was watching them and listening and talking to people who are outside of that world, just so that I would mitigate the risk of me being seen as copying or imitating what somebody's doing. And there, I'm going to give you guys four reasons why I believe that it's better for you to be authentic than for you to copy anyone, no matter how hard it is, because it's just, well, I'm going to give you the four reasons, so I don't need to explain it. Right. <laughs> so the first reason why I think it's better for you to be authentic is because one, people can smell the BS and in inauthenticity. I think this is, this is the biggest and most obvious one. We, we as consumers and we, as people know when people are being fake, know when people are trying too hard, we can sense it. And it's easy for us to sometimes look at other people and be like, ah, yeah, he or she's trying too hard. Oh, they're doing the most. They're not even funny. They're pushing it. But are we able to turn and look at ourselves and see if we're being authentic or if we're not pushing it and, <laughs> and if we aren't being authentic, are we able to do whatever it takes to get to a place of authenticity? And just based on, I found lately that the strategy I've been using to decide the direction I go with my businesses and whatever I'm doing is that I ask myself, would I be interested in, in seeing this? If somebody posted this online, would I, would I click? If somebody said they were doing this, would I be interested? And if the answer is no, why am I doing it? Because somebody else is doing it and because they have a thousand followers or they, they have perceived success. When you are not operating in your true self, it comes off awkward because it's not who you really want to be and it's not as natural. So, and because of the fact that people can smell it, there's no point in doing it because you're not being who you truly are 
to try and get something, but people can tell that you're not being who you truly are. So if you look at that, it's probably not going to get you what you want in the long run. The second reason why it's better to be authentic is because the you factor wins and it makes you stick out. And this just goes back into the fact that people can smell your um, inauthenticity because if you pay attention to some of the most popular people online or the people who are who are finding success in whatever fields that you pay attention to or whatever field that you're interested in. So this is not just like social media or anything like that. Like look at companies, look at businesses, see who's quote unquote winning. See the people who are successful. Sometimes you'll see them and you'll look and you'll like tilt your head. Like how? And you'll be like, this person seems weird. Sometimes this person doesn't even seem like the typical cookie cutter. And that's part of the reason why people are attracted to them. If you look at society as a whole, most people are not the typical cookie cutter person. So when somebody can actually come out there and be themselves unapologetically and not try to fit into the molds because that's what they've been told they need to do, or because that's what's popular, that's what's popping, people gravitate towards them. There, there's just something unexplainable about it. And you see this on YouTube, you see this on Instagram, you see this in companies, like even for example, which is an unfortunate reality. Look at Donald Trump guys. When he was running for, um, president, which he currently is right now, mind boggling. But <laughs> When he was running for president, he was not here for all of the political political decorum and the political behavior that was what you needed to do to be a good politician. He was pretty much the anti-politician. And people are there, people who have been groomed and trained to operate in a certain way because that is what was perceived to be positive in that field. They were looking at him and even using it as a point that look what he's doing. He's unprofessional. He's this, he's that. And what it's, what did other people say? They said, he's real. Y'all politicians are all liars. And he's out here being, being honest that he's a liar and being honest with whatever he's doing. And here we are now. And he's the president of the United States. Um, I know that's a very extreme extreme, extreme example, but it, it does go to show you that when people are themselves and they stick out, people take notice. And this in, in, in that example of Donald Trump, some of the things he said were absolutely disgusting and should have shown people that they should not have voted for a man like that, who holds those values and those opinions. But for some people it was the fact that he was honest and for honesty, even bad honesty to get you to a place of presidential status lets you guys know that the you factor does win. People are tired of seeing cookie cutters. People are tired of seeing people who say the same thing and do the same thing. And when you are able to be yourself, you stick out in a way that nobody else can because you being yourself, no one else can be that. So even if you are loud and there's another loud person out there who's doing their thing, but you're truly, this is who you truly are. You're going to come about it in a way and you're going to even exude the honesty just because that's who you really are. When I'm myself, even if people are like, you're so annoying. I'm like, I know, but it's like, I'm annoyingly me <laughs> and it's comfortable, you know? And people will be like, oh, that is who she is because they can tell that you're not trying to fit into a box or be something that you're not. So that's why the you factor will always, always win. 
the fourth, I'm sorry, the third reason why it's better to be authentic is because you don't dilute your brand. And I think this is something a lot of people do is that they try to tone down or change the things that they represent or the things that they do thinking that that's what people like. So for me, one of the things that I struggle with sometimes and I'm trying to get over it or I have gotten over it is the fact that I want to, I used to want to pay attention to what other poets were doing. So lots of the people who are poets, this may be their disposition or it may be, it may fall in line with what I'm saying. Like if you think of a typical poet, they're very calm, very soft-spoken. Their pictures are kind of statuesque, but that's not who I am. You know, that's not who I am. And if in the beginning you try to copy what's happening out there in order to to fit in and gain followers, you end up diluting your brand. And I know that a sentiment that I've heard multiple times from many different people is that once you get your foot in the door and once people start to like you, you can start to show who you are. But this doesn't always work because the people who have come to like the diluted, watered down, no sugar version of of you that you've put out there are into that. And the moment you start to add that flavoring and you start to concentrate it, they may not like it anymore. And they might feel like now who you are is fake (laughs) or that you're being something that they don't understand because that's not what they came there for. So when you start off diluting your brand and you come in with like, you come in tiptoeing or you come in lukewarm when you know you're smoldering hot, when you decide to raise the temperature it's very hard to undo. And people might think that, why are you being so hot? Why are you being so hot? But they won't know that that's who you actually are and you diluted your brand. So just because of the, just simply because of the fact that it's hard to undo and that you may end up losing people who weren't really there for who you are, they were there for the watered down version, it's important to try your best not to dilute your brand. I would rather be who I am authentically and stay that person and grow as the tide shifts in my favor or as people start to see what I'm doing and appreciate it and the snowball happens, then to garner a bunch of affection in the beginning that then now turns into negative sentiment because people think you've changed or you've sold out. And as we know with ourselves personally and most of society, when something positive happens, people share it kind of. But if people are going through have a negative experience, they're more likely to push that so much further. So if you come out here and you represent something that you really aren't and you decide to change and then people who started with you at your first version of yourself no longer are with what you actually represent now that you've put it all out there, should your name pop up in any circles and they have that sentiment, they're more likely to tell those people, ah, nah, she's fake. Uh, he's fake. He changed. He did something that he wasn't meant to do. And he's not even who he says he was because last year they were like this. And this year they're like this. And let's not give people a reason to, (laughs) to bring us down or to put negative things out there. So let's just not dilute our brand because we are who we are. And the sooner we put it out there, the more comfortable people are with it. And the ones who aren't comfortable aren't going to stay anyway. And those are not your target audience. And that's absolutely fine. So the fourth and final reason why it's better to be authentic is because 
if someone is already known and trusted, why you? (laughs) And this is, I think, the culmination of the you factor in authenticity, diluting your brand and everything. Because if you're trying to be like somebody who's already out there, who has a proven track record of success, trust, results, whatever it is, and you're coming in trying to do exactly what they did to be exactly like them to get those results, it's not even possible. Well, let me not say it's not even possible, but it's difficult because if I have been kicking it with person A for 10 years and I know that person A does for me what I need to be done at all times and you come in a carbon copy of person A as person B and tell me to shift my focus to you, why would I do it? I am literally already seeing a veteran version of you and I'm comfortable with them and I know them and I know their product and I know what they do and I can trust who they are. Why would I now go to you? And there will be some new people on the market who may find out about you um, before they find out about person A who may come your way, but the success won't be at that level because they've probably garnered all of that success for themselves by being who they are. So if you now come and you're exactly like the way that person is, there's no actual benefit to moving over to you because I'm already over here, right? It's when someone brings something new. It's when they bring something different. It's when you're doing the same thing that a lot of people may be doing and you tweak it in a way that makes it original and authentic to you and your you factor. Because right now, one thing that's really popular is like the lash business. And people are like, how many lash techs are we going to need? How many, everyone wants to be a lash tech. Everyone wants to be a lash tech. But a lot of the people who I know who are lash techs are finding a lot of success because it's not just the eyelashes. It's the experience. It's the fact that their, their personality is so nice. I literally drove an hour and a half to get a facial done by somebody who I met at an event because she was so nice. Her personality was amazing there. Of course I could get a facial done. I could probably, if I Google it, there's somebody in a basement three doors down from me who could, who could give me a facial right now. Right. But that person's personality was enough for me to say, I'm gonna, I'm willing to drive for the experience to work, to work with you and to support your business. And that's why the you factor is so important. That's why authenticity is so important. And when people try and tell you that it's that you shouldn't do something because other people are doing it, there should be a comma that you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't copy other people the exact same way they're doing it because they're already doing it. There's nothing in this world that you can't do that's already been done that you can't find success in for the most part. You just have to find a different way to flip it and bring it. If you're scared, look at the water bottled water aisle. There's so much bottled water. And it's not even flavored bottled water. The only water I think is trash is Dasani. But like, (laughs) even even during this period that people were running to the stores, (laughs) off topic, running to the stores to get water, Dasani was still left. That's just tragic. But Coca-Cola is living their best life, so they don't even care about us. Um, But look at water. Look at... Look at sliced bread, like white sliced bread. I'm not even talking about whole wheat, rye, multigrain, whatever, whatever, some raisin bread. Not white bread, like wonder white bread. How many companies are out here doing the exact same thing? And what would make someone pick wonder over Dempster's, for example? Maybe a commercial that resonates from your childhood. 
And the fact that you keep going back to it, even though if you probably taste it, they all taste the same. But that just goes to show you that you are the you are the key to your success in doing something. It's important. I think it's wise to look at what people in the past have done and to be able to say, okay, these are the things I'm having issue with. Let me look at how this person operated in those ways to be authentic. Like with my podcast, if you if you notice now, I started adding more detail to my um to my title because before it was kind of ambiguous and I liked it like that because I thought that it would be it, when you listen to the podcast you'd think, "Oh, that's not what I thought she would be talking about." But then I realized that not enough people are listening because they think that I'm talking about whatever the one word title is. And I I kid you guys not, when I decided to change the format by just paying attention and looking at the market and looking at people's titles, my listenership doubled within a month. It literally doubled just because I stopped and reassessed one, one piece. That doesn't mean that the whole topic and the way I do my podcast and the nature of my podcast changed. It all it was is taking wisdom and looking at what other people may be doing that's working and applying it to my formula, not stealing their whole formula and trying to recreate exactly what they did because it's never really beneficial in the long run. So just for a recap, the four reason, reasons why it's better to be authentic is one, people can smell the inauthenticity. Two, the you factor always wins. Three, you don't dilute your brand. And four, if somebody is already known and trusted, why you? So I really hope this helps and puts things into perspective because it's hard. And it's there's a lot of pressure sometimes when we want to go and step into new things because of the fact that we don't really know how we're going to be perceived and how we're going to be taken. And sometimes we like to mitigate those risks and also protect our egos and our personalities or, and our ourselves personally, because we don't want people to think that, well, we don't want to feel like people don't like us because they don't necessarily like what we're doing. So the words to live by in line with this whole talk is I can sit until I know why I stand. And what this means is that it's okay to take a step back. And right now with this whole coronavirus, social isolation, lockdown situation that a lot of us are in, or most of the world is in, we are feeling a lot of pressure. People are saying, take this time and use it to create your business. Take this time and use it to do this. Take this time and use it to do that. And all of us are panicking and we want to create something. We want to do something. The people who are seeing that, oh, my job is not like my job just let me go or I don't have income coming in and this is scary are now feeling like are now hearing some other people on the other side say told you you should have been an entrepreneur and that's not necessarily the case you don't necessarily need to be an entrepreneur I'm not going to sit here and preach entrepreneurship to everyone because that's just not realistic some people it's not the lifestyle that works for them and that's absolutely fine if everybody in the world was an entrepreneur we who how would society function you know what I mean so With that being said, a lot of people are currently overwhelmed and trying to push, trying to get something out there because everybody's eyes is on Instagram right now. So trying to get an Instagram ad out, trying to get this out, trying to get this out, just trying to rush the process to put something out there while they feel like the block is hot. But 
truthfully, guys, I feel like the block is oversaturated right now. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I'm not really in the beginning, like I'd say two weeks ago when I was initially, when this started happening and I saw a lot of freebies out there for like free marketing webinars and everything. Um, I, I, I already told you guys, I think last episode in the episode prior that I did click, I, there's a lot of freebies out there and things like that. But now I know that that has slowed down because when people are offering free information, there's only so much that they're offering. And when you're seeing 20, how to build a business, how to build a business, how to build a business, just give us your email, free PDF guide. You're not going to want to read a hundred of those. You know what I mean? So with that, I think it's important to take a step back and understand that you can sit until you know where you stand. So don't fall into the rush of just producing and putting something out there. Figure out what is authentic to you, what you represent and what you want to do. And then from that information that you gather, then implement. And I think a lot of people are feeling the pressure and the rush right now, but I just want to be a reminder that it's okay not to rush. If, if you're going to create something that's going to actually be beneficial and it's going to take you till the end of April to create it, I would tell you create it. Because when you create something that's truly beneficial and impactful and that people can actually find use and benefit in, they are going to recommend that. They're going to come back. They're going to become paying customers. And that's what you want, especially if you're starting something new. You don't just want to throw a bunch of free stuff out there because people are looking for free stuff. And then everybody will get you, add their email to your email list, take the free stuff, but none of them will actually be willing to pay for your paid stuff in the future because they don't really care like that. So it's okay to take a moment, take a breather and sit back. One of the things that I've been doing lately is looking through all my plans and my businesses and not just seeing what I want to do, but seeing if I was on the other side, if I was on the receiving end of this, what would, what would I need to justify the benefit? And based on the answers, I'm writing them all down and then I'm creating with that in mind, creating with the end goal in mind, understanding what people want, what people like to see. If it's an Instagram page you want to create, think about the Instagram pages you like. Think about the ones that make you roll their eye, your eyes. The ones that are posting three, four times a day as individuals, not necessarily something like like a TMZ or like a CNN. You might be annoyed and you might be unfollowing. So, but then somebody on the other end will be telling you that, oh, if you want to get eyes on your social media, you got to post four or five times a day. But you know that you're currently unfollowing people who do that. So take a step back, take a seat. See, see where you stand and then stand and operate. So that's what I want you guys to try and do this week. Slow it down. I think there's a lot of pressure. Slow it down. Take a seat. See what you're doing. Really reassess your game plan. See who you are and what you want to represent. See if you're doing that well or if you're feeling pressure. And this could even be for people on the job hunt or anything like that. Are you scared? Are you panicked about this period? So panicked that you're just sending your resume to everybody and every job that's hiring. Do you need to take a step back and say, what do I, what do I want people to get from reading my resume? What do I want them to understand of me as a person? If I were to read this resume right now, would I get that understanding? If the answer is no, sit down and reassess, sit down and change up some things and see what happens. You know, um, there is, there is time and right now is kind of a slowed down period. So because things are slow, 
we often want to rush and get things out before society goes back to normal. But I think we also need to sit in, sit in the slowness and ride the wave and see what it's like and see what we need to do and bring some clarity to mind because it can be really foggy, especially when all we're doing is sitting at home on our computers or on Netflix or on our phone or on social media. And we're just seeing a bunch of stuff. It can become really overwhelming and taxing. So just sit down, take, take it slow this week and see what happens and see what it um, produces for you. And I really, really hope that helps. So this is the end of the episode. And there's just one thing that I want to talk about really quickly, something that I'm doing for the next month. Well, for the rest of this month on Thursdays. So April is National Poetry Month, and as you guys know, I wrote a poetry book, Through My Brown Eyes. It's available on Amazon. It's available on Kindle and on Kobo. So if you, I know right now mailing is not the easiest thing, and also the cost is much cheaper when you buy a digital version. So one of the, um, one of the things I'm doing for this month is that I'm hosting a live book talk on my Instagram every Thursday of this month at 7 p.m. It's probably going to be less than an hour, but I just want to take the four chapters of my book about life, love, culture, and self and break them down and talk, read some of the poems and have some of the discussions with regards to what the poems represent and their implications. So if you guys are interested, I'll leave a link below to my Instagram page. You guys can follow me and get to know me and talk if it's something you want. If And even if you don't have the book, you can still come and have these discussions. Lots of the topics in the book are real life topics and things we go through. So you don't need to necessarily have the book to feel like you're coming to the book talk. If you just want to listen, see what the book's about and discuss the topics with me, I'd be more than happy to have you guys there. So that starts this Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> I'd love to have you guys there. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you.